Greetings to everyone joining us for a new episode of the European Hoops podcast. We cover the EuroLeague and the top FIBA events. I am André and with me our basketball expert Diogo Valente. Hi André, hi guys. Hope everything is okay with y'all. We are here for another episode of the European Hoops podcast. Hopefully you guys stay with us and tune in for the rest of our episodes. André, let us know man, what are we talking about today? Today we bring you our preview of round 12 of the EuroLeague And we start with the game between uh, Ephes and Paratinaikos, a game that unfortunately comes with the news of many injuries for this Ephes uh, team. We know that we knew that uh, Will Clyburn will be absent. The initial report was of three weeks. It seems that the player will be absent for at least six weeks. Rodrigue Babois has joined the injury list that was already extensive for this FS team and he will also be out for three weeks. This was a game where FS was already struggling to have their top players available and Rodrigo Boba certainly would be a very important player for this FS team that uh, we know how Paratinaikos and their guard play, their ability to create easy shots and uh, their ability to, to just create for themselves and for the team is one of their strengths. They have been able to find themselves. They have defined their rotations. They are just playing at the level of one of the strongest teams of the, the EuroLeague. And I believe that this is an excellent opportunity for Paratinakos to go into Istanbul and to play against Efes uh, on this game and uh, to try to beat them and to keep building their case to be a team that will be fighting for home court advantage on the playoffs of this edition of the EuroLeague. They will be trying to be at that level and this is certainly a game that uh, they need to try to win to for them to be able to to be competitive it got to a point you that uh, i need to ask you does efa still have enough firepower to be able to be competitive in a matchup like this one i mean it's tough man like if if they were healthy they they could beat panathinaikos for sure i mean but uh, with all this uncertainty around this team like who, who is actually going to play It's kind of tough. It's kind of tough to to predict them beating Panathinaikos, uh, just because Panathinaikos not only do they have all the talent, but they just been playing better. Like they've stepped up their game a lot from from the first few weeks, and I really like where where they're at right now. So I think Panathinaikos is clearly the favorite in this one. Key individual matchup of this game. Well, I'm gonna go with Darius Thompson and Kendrick Nunn. Uh, I think both those guards uh, have been very important. Obviously, Darius Thompson. Uh, with his playmaking ability and his passing ability and none coming in later, uh, but just giving a, a huge scoring boost to this Panathinaikos team. Uh, I think it, it it takes some pressure off of Slukas uh, from being the, the the guard that really has to create most of, this, of the stuff. Now he has a partner in crime there to, to really score the ball at a high level. And I think the fit is very good. Jalgiris fans have reasons to be excited this season. The team is three and four on the road and two and two on the home, at home. They rank in 11 in the standings and they are tied with the team that is in 10th place, Partizan. We know how hard it will be to be on the play-in and on the playoff on this edition of the EuroLeague. But uh, Jalgiris' performance on the road certainly gives them a fighting chance to try to be on that mix. And this certainly, this game against Alba will certainly be a very important one for them to keep aspiring uh, to to be uh, 
on the decisions of the situation of the Euroleague. We can expect Sumner to play for Jalgiris, and I believe that uh, they should be seen as favorites on a game that can be hard and can become a high-scoring game where any of the teams can win. What do you expect to see on this game? They should win this game. But we know, like you said, it could be a high-scoring game, and we know Alba uh, has, I'm not going to say an advantage, but they are used to playing in high-scoring games. They, they try to run, they try to shoot a lot. So I, I definitely give Alba a chance here in this one. So I think it's going to be a close game. Uh, I'm excited to see Procida playing again because he was very good against Maccabi last week. So uh, I think if he can keep this up and if they have other guys who can step up too and give these guys uh, better contribu contributions, I think this could be a very competitive game and I do think Alba has a chance. Who would you say that uh, a fast-paced game will suit better on this matchup between Alba and Jalgiris? I have mixed feelings about that one. <laughs> I think uh, I think Alba is more used to it, but uh, I do think Zalgiris, because of the experience, and they are a very good shooting team. They just don't shoot enough usually. But if the if the pace of the game becomes faster and Zalgiris shoots at a higher clip, they do shoot at a very good percentage, and they have guys to 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 manage the pace of the game and not just be out of control. And I think that's where they get the advantage over Alba. So uh, I think Zagreus could probably be the, the team uh, with advantage there. But again, uh, it's a game that could fall to either way, in my opinion. Uh, and this is one of those games where I think Alba really has a chance to compete and to maybe come out with the win. But Zagreus is the favorite. Yes. I personally am quite excited to see the, the backcourt with Sumner and Keenan Evans. Probably it won't be Im immediate, the impact of that uh, Sumner will have on this team. But for a game like that, a backcourt like that can be a powerful weapon. And I see that giving Jalgiris a, a, a chance to compete in that type of game. And that can also be something that we will see them adding as the, the season goes. Regarding individual matchups for this game, which ones do you think will be key? Uh, I'm going to go with Procida and Ulanovic. Uh, I think both those guys on the wing, obviously different play styles and experience versus youth, of course. Uh, but I think Procida has been stepping up and I, I want to keep seeing him play at, at this level because I think he has the, the capabilities for that. Uh, but I think against Ulanovic, it, it could be a very tough matchup because Ulanovic can get in the post with him and, and he's a, a much more experienced player who, who knows how to score and who knows how to get to his spots. So uh, I think it could be a very fun test for Procida to show that he's ready to handle those type of players. So uh, I'm very excited about that one. Next, the game between Olympiacos and Real Madrid. Things that we know in the EuroLeague. We know that Olympiacos is a very strong team. We know that Olympiacos is a very good defensive team. We know that playing at Olympiacos' home court is extremely hard. We also know that Real Madrid comes from a loss that probably will want to bounce back and that they have been, so far, the strongest team of this edition of the EuroLeague. Can Olympiacos stop them? They can, they can, but I don't see Real Madrid losing back-to-back -back games. Uh, I think it would be... I don't know. I, I just don't think it's going to happen. I, obviously, Olympiacos is a very good home team, and I, I'm not going to say they don't have a chance, but it's just hard for me to believe that Real Madrid, after winning 10 straight, they would lose back-to-back -back games. They're just too good for that, and I don't think they're going to allow that. Uh, but Olympiacos, if they're able to impose their defensive style of play and really be disruptive, 
But again, with Campazzo leading the way, it's going to be tough to really disrupt Real Madrid's offense like that. So uh, I think Real Madrid are the favorites, but it's going to be a tough game for sure because Olympiacos can give them uh, a lot of work. But at the end, I just think Real Madrid has too much, especially offensively. Uh, I don't know how Olympiacos can hang with them offensively. So uh, it's tough for me to pick against Real Madrid. I will ask you for your individual matchup after. And if this were to, to be the individual matchup, you can just go uh, ahead and announce it. But who is the best center in this game? <laughs> well, it's Walter Tavares, in my opinion. I think Milutin, when healthy, is one of the best centers, maybe second. Uh, but I think Walter Tavares is the most impactful and, and he's the one that really has to be defined as the better center because he's shown it year after year. He, he keeps being dominant. So uh, I got to go with Walter Tavares, even though I think Milutinov can be second or third when he's healthy. My matchup would go to Campazzo and Walter because, uh, like I said before, uh, Olympiacos' only chance to, to really compete in this game and to try to get the win is to be disruptive and, and to just to mess with the whole Real Madrid's offense. And that starts with stopping Campazzo, which is not an easy thing to do, obviously. But if there's a guard defender who can do that, it's Thomas Walker. So I'm very excited about that matchup and how Walker can be physical with Campazzo and to see how Campazzo will respond to that. I think it's going to be very, very fun. Partizan Monaco coming to this game after important wins on the previous round. Partizan at home might have a slight edge. Do you think that they already are well prepared enough? They have reached a high level enough to be able to, to beat this Monaco team? Well, I'm not sure if they've reached a high level enough, but I do think this is a bad matchup for Monaco. Um, I think Partizan might be a little bit too physical for Monaco to, to hang. Uh, obviously, they have John Brown, who, who is going to be there in, in the physicality every time. Uh, but I think Partizan is a, a much more physical team, and especially now with Kaboklu too. And having a guy like Avramovic to, to guard Mike James, uh, I just think this is a bad matchup for Monaco. Uh, I think overall they are the better team, but I think as far as the matchup goes, uh, Partizan might have an advantage. Um, I don't know what, where I'm leaning. Maybe Partizan because not only the matchup advantage, but they are playing at home too. Uh, so maybe I'm leaning Partizan, but nonetheless, I, I just think it's going to be an amazing game. And I think it's going to be extremely competitive for sure. Uh, but I do think it's going to be a test for Mike James. Uh, obviously, I, I think he's been the MVP so far. And this is going to be a, an amazing game for him to display that again because if he can come out of there with a win and if he can perform as the best player, I just give him the trophy already. <laughs> Do you think that uh, Kevin Panther and Mike James are the matchup of this game? Two of the best scorers in the competition. Uh, two of the best clutch scorers too. Uh, Mike, obviously, more of a playmaker who can also create for other guys. But I just think these two guys are going to be in a battle because, like I said, I think it's going to be competitive. So these two guys are going to have to, sh to show up in the clutch and I, I know they won't disappoint. We got to know that uh, Nikola Mirotic is experienced a flare-up on his Achilles and uh, that might mean that uh, he might miss some time, eventually this game against Bayern. Bayern comes to, into this game with two after two wins and uh, playing at a very good level, including a win on the last round against Virtus. This time around against Milano, a team that has been struggling, that uh, hasn't been consistent, that might be missing Nikola Mirotic. 
this is an excellent opportunity for this Bayern team to impose themselves and to once again conquer another important win, isn't it? Oh yeah, for sure. And they definitely got to take advantage of this Milano situation because after a great win against Virtus, if they can now beat Milano, I think they would be headed in the right direction as far as really trying to mid-term, long-term to, to be in a playoff spot and to be that playoff contender consistently. Uh, I think Bayern has the talent to beat this Milano team, especially if Mirotic doesn't play. Uh, so they got to take advantage of that and they got to win this game. It's just, if they lose, it's, it's one of those bad losses like that can kill your season. So uh, I think Bayern, they need to, to take advantage of the moment they're in and the bad moment Milano is in because it's the perfect situation for Bayern to really win this game. So I think they have the advantage. I think they are the better team given the circumstances and I expect them to win the game. In terms of individual matchups, which one is key on this game? I'm going to go with Serge Ibaka and uh, Voigtman. Uh, I think both those guys are so important. Ibaka, obviously, uh, with his ability to, to defend, to stretch the floor, to protect the paint. And then Voigtman just... With Miritic being out, I believe he's going to get even more minutes. And I think he's such a complete player who can really do it all. So uh, I think this matchup is going to be very entertaining. I'm intrigued with this matchup between Asval and uh, Maccabi. I think that Maccabi is clearly the superior team. But I expect this to be a challenge and to be a real test to the Maccabi team against an Asphalt team that has been playing better. And at home, they certainly will want to try to surprise and to conquer this win. What you expect to see? I expect to see a, a high-scoring game uh, and a very competitive one too. Uh, I think Asphalt has the scoring ability to, to give Maccabi problems. And if they are not locking defensively, I think Maccabi could, could struggle uh, on this matchup. Uh, I think TLC has been scoring at such a high level and I think he's going to do it, keep doing it. Paris Lee, uh, organizing the game, putting everybody in the right place and leading the way for that team also has been super important. So I think Oswell has the, the pieces to, to try to, to steal this game from Maccabi. Uh, but of course, when you have Lorenzo and Wade, you always have a chance. I think Maccabi should be considered the favorite, but it's not going to be an easy game. Definitely not. I think it's going to be highly competitive and it's going to be a shootout for him. Which players are the key individual matchup on this game? Okay, I'm going to go two ways here. First of all, I'm going to use the backcourt of Maccabi uh, against Paris Lee. I think Paris Lee at all times is going to be on either Wade or Lorenzo. And I think he's going to be key to, to really contain one or the other, uh, or at times both. So uh, I think that's going to be very important because Asvel needs to, Asvel needs to control these two guys in order to have a chance. But then I'm going to go with Bonzi Colson and Mike Scott. I think both those guys uh, who can play both the three or the four, mostly the four for Mike especially, but they can come outside and shoot. They've been scoring at very high level, both of them. So I think that, that matchup specifically is probably going to be more interesting. The next game we will be previewing is a game that places face-to-face -face Virtus against Barcelona. Virtus will certainly want to bounce back and uh, it's a game between a team that is tied for third place against a team that is in second place. And despite this being a home game for Virtus and despite we can expect Virtus to want to play for a win and try to conquer a win and bounce back from the loss on the previous round, Barcelona will certainly be a tough opponent to be able to achieve that one day. Of course. I mean, Barcelona is one of the one of the favorites in the competition, one of the best teams. And uh, But the thing here about this matchup 
both these teams play in a similar way. Like both move the ball at a very high level. They both shoot the ball at a very high level. So uh, I think the key here is whoever's more consistent defensively and Barcelona probably has the edge on, on that aspect. Uh, but I think it's going to be a very entertaining game uh, with Virtus playing at home. Uh, they have a chance for sure. Uh, Barcelona is not unbeatable and we've seen that, especially in that game against Basconia. So I think Virtus has a good chance to, to bounce back here. Obviously, it's going to be hard, and Barcelona is the favorite. But I think Virtus can give them a, a hell of a game, and I think it's going to be extremely competitive as well. Toko Shengelia against whom will be the key matchup of this game? <laughs> uh, let's go with Jabari Parker. I mean, even though he comes off the bench and, and there are different players, uh, I think both of them could be the most important player for the team. I mean, Shengelia obviously is for Virtus, and Jabari... He's not going to be the most important player every game, but in any given game, he can come off the bench and score at will. So, uh, And I think Barcelona will need that in a matchup like this. So I think that's going to be my matchup. Virtus will want to bounce back, and in a game that we expect to be competitive, they will need our Toku MVP Shengeli to perform at the highest level possible for them to be able to be competitive. Let's look into the next game on the docket and it's the game between Valencia and uh, Red Star. We know that uh, these are two teams that have been having ups and downs during this competition. Valencia has had a way higher up when they were looking as one of the best teams in the competition so far. They haven't been having an easy schedule so that speaks uh, about the level that they have been playing, despite being playing against strong opponents. They currently are in 13th place with 5 wins and 6 losses, while Red Star, their opponents on this game, have 4 wins and 7 losses. Both of these teams need wins to be to keep their playoff dreams and aspirations alive. Red Star comes into this game uh, after a win. Valencia hasn't won in their previous six, 5 games. Who do you think should be seen as favorites on this matchup? I think Valencia should be the favorites uh, because Red Star is 0-5 uh, on the road and they haven't shown the ability to win these types of games. Uh, I think these two teams are like complete opposites. Uh, Valencia, very good defensively, but they've been struggling a lot offensively. And Red Star, I think they're very good offensively, but they haven't shown the consistency on the defensive end to, to really be competitive uh, against anybody and to win these road games. So I think this game could go either way. But just because of the fact that Red Star has been so bad on the road, uh, I got to give the favoritism to, to Valencia. Uh, I think the three-point shooting will definitely be key here because Red Star has shown the ability to shoot at a high level, but mostly when they're at home. And Valencia has just been bad shooting the ball everywhere. So uh, I'm very curious to see how this is going to develop on that end. But uh, nonetheless, it should be a very competitive game. But uh, I do think it could be one of those low-scoring games where Valencia just grinds it out and gets the win. Which two players on this game will be crucial for the outcome of this match? I'm going to go with Brandon Davis and Mitrovic from Red Star. Uh, I think both those guys uh, are the, the main front court option for, for these two teams. Uh, Mitrovic had a, a great game last week, and I expect him to continue to perform at that level. Uh, but Brandon Davis, he, he has to be the anchor of that defense, uh, protecting the paint and getting on the boards. So I think those two guys are going to be very important for, for the outcome of this matchup. Those two always bring intensity and energy into the game. They certainly will be important for the outcome of that uh, matchup. 
let's now move into the game that will put face-to-face Basconia and Fenerbahce. Those two teams are tied in 7th and 8th place with 6 wins and 5 losses. They certainly want to, to get this uh, victory and be able to keep building on their dreams of being part of the playoffs of this edition of the EuroLeague. For Fenerbahce, from their 6 wins, only 1 came on their last 5 games, while Basconi has won 4 out of their last 5 games. And in terms of momentum, we would say that Basconi is in a better momentum after have found themselves after the coaching change that occurred already with uh, the season ongoing. But we know that Fenerbahce comes into this game with the extra motivation of having won against uh, Real Madrid. In terms of comparison for both of these teams, we will see more indicators that go on the Basconia side as they are scoring more points per game, they are reborning better, they are assisting better. But we know that Fenerbahce has been underperforming. They haven't been playing to the level of the the, the type of talent of their roster. And I believe that um, they can have an edge if they are able to play up to the level that uh, they can play and the way that they can perform. Do you agree with me? Fenerbahce should be the favorite, uh, but I don't know if they are. Uh, I think Basconia has been playing at a much higher level and they've shown the ability to play good defense. So uh, I think I'm leaning Basconia here, even though I think Fenerbahce is the more talented team. Uh, but Basconia has just been playing much better. And I know this could be this can sound crazy uh, after the fact that Fenerbahce beat Real Madrid just last week. Uh, but I think Basconia has been better on both ends. They've been more consistent. So I think I'm leaning Basconia. I tend to agree with you. In one hand, we have Basconia that will want to show that they are able to compete against high-level teams and high-level hosters, as Fenerbahce has. And in the other hand, we have Fenerbahce that want to prove and want to show that they have found themselves and found the way that they want to play and be able to impose themselves into this game. In terms of individual matchups on this game, who should our listeners be tracking throughout this game? I'm going to go with Marcus Howard and Guderich. I think both those guys are probably... Okay, Marcus Howard is for sure the number one option scoring the ball for Basconia. But Kudrich, he has his moments and he hasn't been consistent in that, just like Fenerbahce hasn't either. So I think they need Kudrich to, to score at a high level uh, for him to keep up with Marcus Howard. Uh, either him or Wilbekin will be that scoring guard for them. But uh, I do think Wilbekin is consistent and he shows up usually. So I think it's on Goodrich to step up and to start being more consistent in these types of matchups. This takes us to the end of this European Hoops podcast episode. Make sure to subscribe. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at Ito Zero League and share the podcast with a friend that likes the EuroLeague and would like our content so we can continue to grow and bring you this uh, free podcast. Our next episode will come out on Wednesday. Wednesday evening in Europe, Wednesday morning in United States. So the episode will be available for, for a day ahead of the start of round 13. It will be our preview of round 13 after the round 12 took place in this first half of this doubleheader week. As always, I'll be talking with you guys soon. Bye, guys. See you on the next episode.